much. Hey, thank you so much for being with us today on a, on a really special day. We do take today and honor men, and the reason is I believe, um, I, I believe men are a vital part of the future of our country, the future of lives, and I think men need to be celebrated. And can I tell you, there might be some men in the room, there probably are men in the room, that you feel like, you know, like you haven't done it very well, or maybe you don't do it well, and uh, you get it wrong more than you get it right, and, and I know I feel like that a lot, but I need to tell you something. Men, we need you. We need strong men that are willing to stand up for something, to fight for family, to fight for God, to fight for the kingdom, that are willing to stand on a principle, that are willing to stand on who God is. And I want to tell you, if you've gotten it wrong and you feel like you have, join the club. Let's just make today the moment where we go, February, or, uh, February Father's Day 2023 is the day that I will begin to get it right. I will stand for something. I will fight. I'm not asking for perfection. Nobody is. But let's stand and be men in this world and show people what it looks like to be somebody that stands for something. So church, can we give it up one more time for all the men in the room today? Come on. Come on. We're honored to have you today. When I think of, uh, hopefully, on the way in, like I said, you got something to drink, you took some pictures, checked out the apparel. Um, we've got something really, in, uh, a fun announcement coming up at the end of service today we want you to be a part of. When I thought about today, when I thought about um, Father's Day, and I thought about everything that was coming up, and I'm going to introduce you to the guys on stage in just a moment, I, I thought about Titus chapter 2, verses 6 through 8. And it says this, it says, likewise, Urge young men to be sensible. In all things, show yourself to be an example of good deeds with purity in doctrine, dignified, sound in speech, which is beyond reproach, so that the opponent, and whether no matter where you are in your faith journey, I want you to know we have an opponent, and his name is Satan, and he's seeking, the Bible says he's roaming the earth to seeking whom he may devour which means whom he may come after. We have an opponent, and it says, so that the opponent will be put to shame, having nothing bad to say about us. And in my life, in my opinion, in my prayer, I feel like that verse is for men today. Let's stand up. Let's urge men. Let's show people. Let's show young men. Let's show young women what it looks like to be an example of good deeds with purity and doctrine, dignified, sound in speech, which is beyond reproach, so that the enemy will have nothing bad to say about us, and we can put the enemy to shame. And that's what I want to really talk about a, a good bit today. So I want to introduce you to who's on the stage with me. We got Pastor Chris Kelly over here, our worship and creative pastor at Radiate. Five years going strong, baby, let's go. And uh, really excited, Pastor Chris has two daughters, a beautiful wife, two daughters, and a baby on the way. Come on, somebody. Let's go. He loves marriage. And uh, so, <laughs> and we got uh, Jonathan Hunt over here. And uh, Jonathan is a teacher. Uh, he's working towards administration. He's an amazing husband, a great father. He's got a middle schooler and a high schooler. And uh, Jonathan's a great example to a lot of us men around here. He's on our safety team. Here at Radiate. So y'all give it up for Jonathan. Come on. And then you got the granddad of the house over here. My dad, Floyd Golf Jr. in the house. That's my dad. Um, a large reason that I'm in ministry today 
And, um, you know, I, I, uh, I brought this up, Dad. So my dad, he has me, obviously. I am his son uh, at 39, and he has uh, my brother, who's 43 now. So don't tell him that. Like, he, he'll get really mad about that. He doesn't like to talk about that. Um, very successful in science and biology at um, a college here in town. And, and just, anyway, great. And, and I'll, I'll never forget, I told this story at the beginning. I'm a, you can't cry, you're on stage, so don't get emotional. Um, but one of the things, I remember my dad, you had dreams of being a pastor one day. You wanted to be a pastor and you thought that was something that maybe God was opening the door for you. And, and I remember you telling me about a dream one time that you had where you were preaching in front of thousands of people. And uh, we were talking about it, I, I don't know if it was breakfast or dinner, but I know we were somewhere in the kitchen, which wasn't abnormal for you and I, to be quite honest, growing up. And uh, we were somewhere in there, probably eating uh, Ben and Jerry's Cherry Garcia ice cream. <laughs> and, um, and you told me that story, and I told you I was going to Emmanuel College, and I wanted to be in ministry, and you looked at me and you said, well, maybe those dreams were about you and not me. And, um, and I'll never forget that moment, and then I went into college and came into ministry, and uh, you know, I believe what God's doing here at Radiate is the only beginning. And uh, we reach hundreds of people, uh, thousands, after it goes online every week. And, um, Dad, I just want to say thank you. Uh, happy Father's Day. Thank you for your influence in my life. You're awesome. Um, so here's what we're going to do. We, we're we're kind of giving you a glimpse into a life group today. Honestly, this is what a life group looks like, feels like. Some of the greatest conversations I've ever had with my, in my life with other men have been around like a fire pit area. We, I call them backyard conversations, even if they're not in backyards. And uh, they helped me so much. And so I just wanted to mimic that a little bit today. I wanted actually to have a real fire going, um, but the fire marshal, it kind of frowns on that for some reason inside. So for whatever reason... And um, so here's what I want to do real quick. This is rapid fire, all right? So, like, you're on time limits for your questions. This one's quick, all right? Give me your life verse. What is the life verse for you? I'll give you mine real quick. Jeremiah chapter 1, verses 10 through 12. He says, Jeremiah, uh, the word of the Lord came to him and said, Jeremiah, what do you see? Jeremiah said, I see the rod of an almond tree. And the Lord said, for you have seen well, for I am watching over my word to perform it. It's a reminder to me that whatever God's put in me, he's watching over to make sure that it's, it's performed well with dignity and purity, and uh, he's going to make it happen. So, Pastor Chris, what's your life verse? Give us a verse. Yeah, so mine is uh, Proverbs 3, cha uh, chapter 3, 5 and 6, where it just talks about not leaning on your own understanding, your own mental fortitude, what you think you know, but leaning on uh, the Word of God, leaning on God, because if you do that, his Word says in that scripture that he will make all your paths straight. I don't know if you're like me. I wasted a lot of time in my 20s going in circles, making bad decisions, and if I have only would just would have leaned on him more, my paths would have been a lot straighter than it was in my 20s. And so that has been, since my early 30s, I've, I've leaned on that, and it has helped me really to, to follow his word and to make godly decisions, um, like marrying this amazing woman right here and, yeah. and making me a dad. And so, like, such an amazing thing. So that's mine. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. That's awesome. Awesome. You got brownie points for that, by the way. Thank you. She Thank smiled you. when you said that. So <laughs> Jonathan? Mine is Joshua 1, 9. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Because no matter where you're at, we always need God with us. Yeah. So, um, and, you know, we can get in some scary situations, and we just need that eight seconds, little bit of courage to get through whatever. That's really good, man. Really good. Dad? I'm, I'm just going to follow. you got to have a mic, Dad. you got to use the mic. <laughs> Here I am. <laughs> 
I just want to follow up a little bit on what Chris said a while ago, which was my former uh, favorite verse. <laughs> <laughs> Chris just took yours. But, but really, that, that is really it in a nutshell. But to follow up on that, in Matthew 24, uh, as Jesus is talking about the things that we get caught up uh, in this world worrying about, things that we shouldn't have to worry about. And the bottom line is, seek ye first the kingdom, yeah, and these things will be added to you. It's good. I love it. So good. And one of the things I love about my dad quoting scriptures is, and I'm, this is going to come off funny, but I actually mean it. He says it in King James a lot of times because that's how he memorized it. Yes. And I, I actually love the King James version, the way it words things when you can understand what the scripture actually means. So like you got to kind of pair it, and I love that. I, I, you said it in the first service. You were like, seek ye first. And I was like, ye. I like that. Ye. Ye. Yeah, I got, go. I got a lot of English in me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right. All right. Dad, we're going to start with you, okay? We're going to start with you. Uh, you're at a place in life where you have two adult uh, sons now. Um, one, <clears throat> yours truly, uh, a little better looking and, than the other. I'm just kidding, Eric. Love you. And, um, and, but seriously, two sons that have gone on and are looking to become as successful as possible in the roles that they live in life. And... Um, Growing up, you made God and church, you and mom, and I know this is led by the man and the male of the house, but you, you made God and church such a priority for us. It, it wasn't an option. It was we were going to honor God, we were going to honor church, and we were going to honor other people, and that was just what we did. I actually don't remember a time where we didn't go to church, ever. Um, and, and I love the fact that um, I think of the words of Joshua um, when I think back to our childhood you know, ask for me in my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And that would, you didn't really necessarily say that. Like, we didn't have that on a canvas in our house like people do today. Um, but you and mom lived that, like, extremely well um, and, and showed us that. So two questions for you on that. One, what changed in your life after giving your life to Jesus on a personal level? And then what, is it, what does it look like, I guess is the best way to say it, to raise kids that become adults that trust God and follow God in, in the world? What does that look like? Loaded questions, by the way. <laughs> these, these, these questions <laughs> are, are not near as easy to answer as you'd think. When you sit down and start looking at them, then you really have to start scratching your heart and your brain. Uh, yeah. And one of the first things you do is, is just being a person, being a human, is you're going to go back to yourself and what you think. And that's a big mistake. Mm. That's the last thing you should do. Uh, the, the first question being, how did it change my life? Well, it, it just so happens that Chris picked out a song this morning that was perfect for that there. When it said, you called my name and I came running out of that grave yeah. into your glorious day. The whole world changed. Yeah. All of a sudden, I was able to see and feel that a lot of the, the, the guilt and a lot of the things that you worry about was in your head. Mm. And that we actually fight a spiritual battle. Mm. It's not something that's really going on in our lives. We imagine a lot of things going on in our lives that aren't really true. Mm. And you had to put that in perspective. And that gives you a lot of freedom 
and takes a lot of burdens off of your uh, off of your shoulders. Yeah. Um, as far as raising kids, I think it's very important that we put ourselves in our place and realize who we are and who we aren't. Yeah. We are not God. Yeah, that's good. We are not in control. Mm-hmm. We think we are. Mm-hmm. We make our decisions, but God determines the outcome. That's good. And that's something yeah. we have to we have to realize. And before I even started, you know, contemplating or deciding or already knew, man, you're 66 years old. You got a lot of wisdom to share with these guys. <laughs> but I was wise enough to know that the first place I had to start was going to God in prayer. Yeah. And going to the scripture. And one of the things that I do every morning or try to do every morning is I read Proverbs for that day. Mm. And it is amazing how much you'll learn about your day and how much will come up in your day from that very that, that very few minutes that you spend there. And you can use that during the day. Well, it just so happens it was Friday, and I went to look at this, and I was going to make some notes. And Friday was the 16th. Hmm. And realize now it's asking about how you should raise your kids. And... You know, what, what, what do you need to do to raise kids that actually trust God? Well, check this out. Proverbs 16, verses 1 through 4. The preparations of your heart belong to man, but the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. Mm. All the ways of a man are pure in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the spirits. Yeah. Commit your works to the Lord, and your thoughts will be established. That's good. We always think that we have the answer. Mm. And we always think that we're right, <laughs> that our thoughts are pure, but God weighs the spirits. That's good. And we need to make sure that we understand that. Really our good. children need to see us not just having a Bible, yeah. but reading and studying and understanding the Bible. Yeah. Your kids right, right now are back there learning a Bible lesson, I promise you. Yeah, that's right. But when they come out, can you sit down and show them and tell them the reality of what that, whatever that story might have been that they read today yeah. or what they learned today, the practical implications of it in your life today? So good. We, we live that every single day. Yeah. So we have to build our foundation on the rock, which is Jesus Christ. Yeah. And we have to make sure that they see that in us. And that, as Chris said a while ago, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not into your own understanding, but in all thy ways acknowledge him yeah. and he will direct your paths. And if you do that, your kids, they will naturally see that. They will understand that, and that will come out in their lives. That's so good. That's really good. Really good. Living the example. Yeah, come on. That's good. That's good wisdom. Hey, all right, Jonathan. Jonathan, kind of kind of going off of that, right? You, you got a middle schooler. You got a high schooler. Um, you're a workout guy. You do these Spartan races, all this stuff, right? You're like, oh, ha, 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 you know, man, you know, all that stuff. Um, what does it mean and what does it look like to be a godly man? today like there's so many different views on everything everything it doesn't matter i could pick up whole milk from the store and there's somebody with an opposing view about that right right. and we're not getting into all that but there's so many views on everything what does it look like for us to be men that 
as we, we like to say around here, it's kind of become a little phrase, love God, love others, have fun doing it. Um, what does that look like? You know, you had to give me one of the harder questions. <laughs> You're welcome. So as I was pondering this question, you know, first, of course, going through a lot of prayer and going through the Bible, I decided, I was like, I'm curious. I'm going to reach out on Facebook and see what everybody else has to say about this. Because, <laughs> you know, everybody's got an opinion, like you said. That's a bold man, by the way. And I've got some interesting answers on this, because I'll give you mine in a second. But, like, one person said, it's a struggle, not getting caught up in the world's confusion. Hmm. A man who puts God first and seeks God's wisdom. Another one said, someone who demonstrates grace and forgiveness. The one that caught my attention the most um, was from a dear friend of mine, and it says, a man who lives a life, the life, excuse me, not just the talk, whose actions and words can be felt and cares, carries the light and love wherever they go. Mm. And, you know, for me, I stopped to think about that as I was doing my Bible study and everything, and I was like, you know, it's kind of like King David. You know, he mm. was a man after God's own heart. He messed up. A lot, but he still sought God and everything he did, and a God, a manly, um, a God of a person who reflects God, is someone that's weird, that doesn't look like this world, yeah. and everything we're confirmed, you know, trying to be conformed to, or everybody's opinions of. And I used to tell my youth when I taught youth, I was like, we have to be weird as Christians. We yeah. got to look different. We got to talk different. We got to do things different because we're called to be different. Hmm. And each day I go back and my Bible study this week was on the armor of God. And every day we were supposed to put on that armor. We are warriors yeah. out there. As men, we are constantly fighting for our spiritual battles, our families, our country, everything that we have to go and fight for each and every day. Yeah. And, but we're not called nowhere in that scripture. I kept going back to it. We're not called when we put it on. We're not called to take it off. It's good. So we're called to carry that shield, really put good. on that helmet, pick up that sword, and fight for our families what's right each day. As a man of God, we got to stand up and be weird, be different than what the world is around us. That's really good. It reminds me of Leviticus, walking through Leviticus last week, and the whole idea is God wants us to be holy mm -hmm. because he's holy, and holy means set apart. Right. So we're supposed, to be, we're supposed to be different. I love that. Be weird for God, man. Like, I got the weird part right. Man. You know, let's, let's make sure we're doing it for God, right? <laughs> That's good, man. That's really good. Pastor Chris, all right, so, um, man, you're, you're on staff. You're a pastor at Radiate um, by title because you, you, lead, you lead hundreds of people closer to Jesus and you shepherd them. Um, really, the book of Psalms says that we're all ministers of the gospel, right. no matter what, right? And when you came to us, though, and you came on staff five, almost six years ago, five and a half years ago, yeah. um, what you were in a place, you were a single guy, yep. and you made it known. I don't know this was the best selling point in your interview, but uh, you sure made it is. known that, like, I want to find a wife and I want to have kids, I want a family, you know, and I'm behind on my goal kind yeah. of thing. And, yeah. and it weighed on you, it was really tough, and it was hard. And, and now, and it was taking longer than you want, now you're married. Uh, to a beautiful woman, Hope, who's a great part of our fa church family here. We love her. And you have two girls, Grayson and Cleo, and you have one, uh, a baby on the way. On the way. Come on. Y'all give him some prayers because that third, 
That three-child life ain't no joke. We Come find on. out today uh, just, what it is. So we find out today. today. Yeah, we'll find out today on Father's Day. I didn't even know that. Yeah, yeah. For real? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, who's cool. team boy? Come on, who's <laughs> oh, team no. boy? <laughs> who's team girl? Okay, okay right. y'all want him to have three Thank weddings to pay for. In that. Yeah, yeah. My grandma's in the chat. All right, well, um, so talk to us for, yeah. for a couple minutes, Absolutely. Uh, Pastor Chris, about uh, we all have a call, we all have a ministry, um, a title is a title, but how do you balance yeah. that? Like, how did you get through that single wanting something and taking longer than you wanted, and now you're balancing life and ministry yeah. and pastoring your family as much as anything else? Yeah, so when I came on in 2018, I loved the Lord, I was serving Him, but I still had broken places in my life um, from my past and stuff, and so when I came on, I told Pastor Brown, I was like, listen, I feel like God's leading me, I'm scared to step into this, but you know, I need good mentorship, I need someone that can speak into my life, and Pastor, you did, Pastor Travis, Pastor Megan, to help me reach my potential, what God was calling me to do, and uh, I just remember before I even accepted, because I was going to decline, I was like, I-, I can't do this, this is bigger than me. I'm not worthy of this. And I just remember the Lord just saying, if you step into this, you will meet your wife. You will meet your family. And I was like, okay, God, well, here we go. <laughs> because he knew that was a desire in my heart. And uh, four months in, I met Hope. Um, she uh, had a guitarist. Her brother, which is now my brother-in-law, played the guitar and met her through him. And, uh, you know, it's just been an amazing whirlwind. Maybe one day you can ask me more of the story, but it's an incredible picture of God's faithfulness and what, his grace and mercy. But anyway... I stepped into that, and uh, we got married two years ago, and um, it, was, it was amazing, and uh, I've experienced such growth in that, because when you get married, you, you can think what you want about marriage, and think you know, you don't know until you step over into it, and it's like, whoa, this is a different world, because I would, I would watch other married men, I'd watch the dads, and I'd say, I'm going to take as many notes as I can, I'm going to learn from the best, I would learn from pastor. And still, when I stepped into it, it was an unknown world. I needed the Lord. I needed his word to direct my steps. And so I go back to directing my steps and making my path straight. And, um, you know, it has been an, it's been an incredible um, whirlwind, but it's been worth it. We talk about balance. And I've heard you teach this before, Pastor, to us as staff and churches, that balance is a myth. Yeah. It doesn't exist. Um, you can try to balance as you can. But like you say, some things are just heavier than others. Yeah. It just is. Um, and, you know, I've tried that for so long. And even today, I try to balance some things, and I just drop the ball on it. And it's like I'm having to learn by four. It's like I've got to trust the rhythms of grace, rhythms of what the Lord has called us to do, and lean on that. Because you guys all know, like when you work a 40-, 50-hour job, you come home, you're exhausted. And we both work 40, 50 hours a week. And it's, you come home, you eat dinner, you bathe the kids, and it's like you're just spent. You, you fall asleep on the couch. And I'm still growing on how to steward those moments of, hey, let's, we need to pray before we go to sleep. Before you brush your teeth, hey, let's, let's pray. Let's read a scripture like Mr. Floyd was saying. Like I'm growing it. I'm a pastor. But one of the biggest things is I have to step in and lean hard is that before I pastor my team, I've got to pastor my family. It's my first ministry. And yeah. um, I'm growing so in that. Good. Thank you. That's so good. Um, and so, you know, you know, it's just growing in that. And that's, that's all of us as men. We're pastors of our household. And you'll, you will always be growing in that. And you will always drop the ball. But it's what you do with it, um, apologizing and taking ownership and accountability is when you'll see full growth in your family and yourself. So good. And I've loved the growth in both you and, yeah. and Hope and, you know, uh, your Thank family you, is so special. And balance is a myth. Some things are heavier. Yeah. Family should be heavier than anything that's right. else. It Ministry is. should be heavier. Um, you got to find your rhythm. Yeah. Some rhythms you're 
you're going in and it's fast and yep. you're going hard and it is what it is. And then some rhythms you can pull back yep. and you can you can go, hey, I'm going to pull back on this because I'm in a rhythm where I can. That's right. You know, and you got it's like the ocean. Mm-hmm. Waves come in, waves go out. You got to find that in your life. Stop trying to balance everything. Yeah. Balance will kill you, actually. Um, that's a whole other sermon and leadership teaching that we can get into another day. Jonathan, your teacher, uh, administrator, uh, aspiring to be an administrator in the school system, so much going on. You influence the lives of kids that are not yours. Um, I mean, kids that they're not your biological kids, but you may spend more time with them in a, any given day than their parents do, right? And you're influencing kids that are not yours. How can we be an example to kids that are not ours, no matter if we have our own kids, no matter where we are in life? What does that look like, man? Like, that, that's a heavy weight. You know, it really is a heavy weight. But when I first got into education, when I left my business world and moved into education, I was looking for a new mission field. And mission field where I can make a difference for others. And becoming a teacher an elementary school teacher at that, I thought I'd be in high school coaching, but I realized that these kids need positive male role models in their lives because a lot of kids don't have a dad at home or a positive male figure. And it comes down to seeing them, Hmm. seeing the kids as they are because so many times kids are looked over. And I look at uh, Matthew um, chapter 19, verses 13 through 15, the story where the disciples are sending the kids away, but Jesus saw them. Back in that day, kids weren't really viewed as worth much other than yeah. just, you know, work, you know, working for the family. And Jesus didn't turn away the kids. He wanted them to come and sit with him, and he said, let them come. And for me in the school system, a lot of times I'm not allowed to preach the word. I can't put up Bible verses. I can't, you know, refer to Bible lessons, but they can see it through my actions. Yeah. And how we act around kids or just in general people are always watching no matter if you're a dad or mom or whatever people are always watching us and we have to be that example as a christian it's about investing time in people saying positive things but you know we can say it in a different way than than we have to you know we can say especially in my situation but our actions more so than anything speaks louder um first john 318 says let us not merely say we love each other. Let us show the truth by our actions. And that's where it starts with kids, even though they not, may not be my own personal kids, because they see my actions, they know my words, but it's the kids who walk through the door of my classroom every day or the school I'm walking through the hallway, and it's just seeing them and valuing who they are. That's really good. That's really good. And that's the, the way we said, yeah, yeah, yeah. The way we said it uh, in the first service was, you may be the only Bible they read. You know, like, you, you, you may be the only Jesus they see. And so being that example is a, is a that's big, man. And, and watching you, I had a chance to do some leadership at a forum you were a part of. Watching you be a teacher, an administrator, a dad, a husband, uh, a leader here at Radiate so much, man, you exhibit that well. And uh, that's, that's, we're honored to l- learn that from you, man. You, you, kn- you know what that looks like, and you live that out well. All right, Dad, I'm coming back to you now, okay? Um, Yes. <laughs> um, That's a dad joke. <laughs> um, so growing up, you taught Sunday school. You were the missions director at our school. 
Mom was the Sunday school <laughs> superintendent. Uh, we, used to, we do Sunday school at Radiate. We just call them life groups, and they're in people's houses and during the week. And it's the same concept, right? But in, in what many of you may not know is my dad is one of the best Bible teachers you'll ever hear in your life, legitimately. He can break down scripture and just make it make sense in a way like very few people I've ever heard in my life. And I'm blessed to sit under a lot of really good pastors now, and, and dad's still one of the best that I've ever heard. My point is, you're really involved in so much. Um, you worked hard at every job you ever had, every career you ever had, but you rarely missed baseball, basketball games. You rarely missed performances, like when I was in a play one time in middle school and I was the goblin, in the, which makes a lot of sense now that I've grown up and I can look back 2020 <laughs> on my life, uh, kind of a fitting term for me, goblin. Um, Talk to men today about the pressure to be busy in order to be effective. Like, if you're not overly busy, you're not really effective, which is an oxymoron in a way now. Um, I wasn't calling you that, by the way. And how we can stay grounded in God with our family, despite the pressure to always be busy. I think it's it's really important that, first of all, we understand what our purpose here in life is, and that's to bring glory to God. Yeah. It's not about us. Yeah. It's not about our kids. But if you bring glory to God, then he will certainly bless you with your family yeah. and with your job and with your marriage. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think that's something a lot of times we miss. To me, it seemed like the more that I dedicated myself, and there are many times, I, I'm typically an early riser, and I'll be up at 5 or 5.30 in the morning, and I'll be reading the Bible. Mm. And typically it's in Proverbs, and sometimes Isaiah and whatever. Um, and I, I have a habit, and I use this and have used it over the years, where I'll take some verses out of Proverbs or Isaiah, Jeremiah, wherever it might be, that catches my attention as I'm studying. And as I go through the day and things start getting tough, you'd be amazed at how many times the answers are right there in my pocket. Yeah, it's really good. And I didn't even realize it until I got there and I took a minute to try to take a breath. Hmm. And this would be be the answer that, that I need. That's good. And also, as far as being able to reach others and, and being able to deal with the work pressure and, and the people that you're around and, and trying to, uh, uh, to help your kids, you'd be surprised at how many times I'll go into, I, I work a lot with Roy's Wood Products uh, and, and different businesses around, and I'll go in, and we'll start talking something spiritual. And it's like, oh, yeah. Bo, <laughs> yeah, this is you. And you, it would blow your mind how many times I've given somebody this yeah. and see them break down in tears yeah. because this is what they had been waiting for. That's good. And I had no clue in my mind when I put it in my pocket that morning. That's good. And as far as... as 
as far as the, the, the kids and how important the kids are, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to repeat what I said a while ago, yeah. two things. In Proverbs 17, 6, it says that our children's children mm. are the crown of old men. Yeah. Which means our grandchildren. Some of you haven't got grandchildren yet. But let me tell you something. That's the best thing in the world. <laughs> I have two great boys. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do. They recognize our grandkids as the best, Pam. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I have two awesome boys. I have two awesome daughter-in-laws. But my grandkids, those are my crown. Yeah. And I love them to death. I'll do anything for them. And I'm also going to say that you do not realize, a lot of y'all out there have young kids. Okay. Uh, mine's 38. And 39. 30, I'll be 40. 30, I'll be 40 less than a month. You're getting he, old, Dad. He's 40 and 43 is... Uh, Eric, yep, yep, yep. right? Um, you'd be surprised at how fast that goes. Mm. The older ones of you that have kids my age, you know how fast it goes. Yeah. It was just a few years ago that I was coaching Brandon and Eric, and they were little kids. Yeah. And here just, uh, it's, it's been several years ago now, There's a we had a little get-together or something, and, and I'm going to say Brody was probably five or six, and then... We had Kylie and, and Battle that was, what, four? four there a couple yeah, years. Three or four, yeah. Uh, behind them. And they were getting kind of rowdy and being kids. And Erica Brand, uh, uh, Erica Brand, one, you know, you get frustrated. You know how it is. You get all tensed up, and it's like, calm down. <laughs> Just calm down, you know. And I'm like, son, let yeah. me tell you something. Enjoy it while you can. It's going to be gone so fast. If I could have you two just for one weekend at that age, I would give anything. Anything to experience that one more time. Yeah. These grandkids don't like get on my nerves. They don't bother me a bit. They can yeah. come over any time. If I could just have you one more time like that, yeah. I promise you I'd be better. Wow. I promise you. So, you know, God. we need to lead them. We need to lead them in the word and explain the word to them and know the word well enough ourselves. Having a Bible is not good enough. Yeah. Understanding the Bible <laughs> is what we need. So when they come out of these Sunday school classes, which are teaching them awesome lessons, we can show them about life. So good. So good. Great day. <clears throat> Reel it back in. Reel it back in. Whew. All right. So good. Uh, life is faster than we think. Um, uh, okay. Pastor Chris. Yes, sir. All right. We got we to gotta, we gotta reel it back in a little Absolutely. bit here. If you could leave us with one thought today, yeah. what would it be? Yeah, so I've been in the, the marriage game, father game, for a little over two years now. And so I don't know everything, um, uh, but what I've learned and grown from these amazing pastors, leaders around me, and my amazing family is that you can start today, no matter where you are in your, your walk as a dad, husband, boyfriend, or maybe you don't, you don't, you're not dating anyone. You can start today preparing the disciplines for yes. tomorrow. Yes. And um, I wish, man, 
I was talking to my brother-in-law the other day about how I wish I could go back to my early 20s and just make better decisions, you know, get into the Word and understand it like Mr. Floyd said. So, you know, the Lord will make my path straighter. But, you know, with that, I, I learned that Sundays are easy to start on. It's when Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday hit is when you've got to keep your feet to the ground and in the Word for traction to take because yeah. around Tuesday you're going to be tired and you're going to be... You know, it's easy to live Sunday to Sunday. Um, I heard someone say like this. Uh, they were speaking and said, you know, my kids love me on Sundays because I'm my happiest. And, and it's easy. You know, we're all like that. We're, we're hyped up on Jesus, worship, a powerful word, and all the community. It's powerful, right? But we have to live that through Monday through Saturday. And so I would challenge all the men in here. If you're not married, it doesn't matter. If you've been married 50, 60 years, still the same. You can start today building the disciplines, building integrity, building character, hey, and being transparent. Maybe, maybe you need to uninstall TikTok. Maybe you need to get rid of Instagram or delete that number. Yeah, Men, maybe on. we need to get more people in our, get guys that can speak into our lives and call us up and say, hey, man, you know, you need people like that because that's what's going to set the tone for, for parenting. That's what's going to set the tone for being a good husband. That's what's going to set the tone for meeting that wife that is looking for a leader and looking for someone. Um, it, it goes past just getting married. It, that's where it, it begins. So I would just say, man, start today and build that, in, that integrity, build that character as God leads you. I want to expand on something. You, you talked about getting in, in circles with people that can speak into your life. Can I tell you one of the greatest things you can do as a man Come on. or a person? is give other people you respect permission to speak yes. into your life. Yes. And you look at them and you say, you have permission to get into my life. Come on. You have permission to call me out, to call me up, to challenge me, and have uncomfortable conversations. Those are, that's the only way that I've ever been able to grow. And that's one of the things yeah. that Pastor Chris did. Literally, he came yeah. to sit my office one day and he goes, Pastor, I need, I need your voice in my life yeah. greater than just a boss. And so I'm giving you permission to get into every aspect of my life. Yeah. And I need that from you. And I'm telling you, yeah, that is a secret that unlocks yeah. so much. And I'm thankful for you, Pastor, for that. I, I wouldn't be where I'm at today if it weren't for you. Oh, so thank I, you, Pastor. I, well, thank I you, man. You. I love you. Hey, let's give it up for all the men on the stage today. <laughs> so good. I really believe no matter where you are in life, male, female, father, not yet, um, dating, married, single, doesn't matter. I really believe you, got, you probably grabbed something from today to help us grow, grow forward. Here's what I'd love to do. I just want to pray over us, and then Pastor Chris is going to give us a couple of quick action steps, give a cool announcement coming up for all the men, so don't, don't check out just yet. Uh, let's pray. Let's get into that, and then we're going to go change the world. All right, let's pray together. Father, thank you that we get to come together, and we get to know you individually. We get to know you personally. And God, I pray that you would move in us and through us. And God, I thank you for the voices of the men on this stage today um, that are from so many different walks of life. And I thank you for the wisdom that is here to help us know that time is moving fast, that we can be the example for others. And God, that, that we can live our life in a way that where our family is our ministry. And help us do that. Help us be the men you've called us to be. We love you. We honor you. In your name we pray. Amen. Pastor Amen. Chris, take it away, man. Come on, one more time. Put your hands together.